Hey there, and welcome to a new episode of Stock Break, your weekly opportunity to dive into public companies as we break down their business activity, fundamentals, and potential value. I'm Josh Gilbert, market analyst at eToro, and let's get into it. This podcast is for information and education purposes only and should not be taken as investment advice, a personal recommendation, or an offer of or solicitation to buy or sell any financial instruments. This material has been prepared without taking into account any particular investment objectives or financial situation and has not been prepared in accordance with the legal and regulatory requirements to promote independent research. Past performance is not an indication of future results. Hi guys, it's John Paul here. And if you like what we're doing at eToro with Digest and Invest, please subscribe to our channel and you'll receive many more updates from us. Now, ASML, it's currently the 30th largest listed company worldwide, measured by market cap. And that means that they play in a league with companies like Merck, Broadcom, Oracle, and Coca-Cola. ASML was founded in 1984 as a joint venture between Philips and ASM International. Two companies that, like ASML, are still today part of the leading Dutch AX index, with ASML being by far the biggest. Fun fact is that ASML needed a little bit of state aid in 2009 to survive the financial crisis. But afterwards, the foundation for the growth that we experience today was put in there in 2012 with the so-called co-investment program. Clients of ASML, like Intel, Samsung, and TSMC, took an equity stake to invest in research and development. And for the sake of completeness, Intel had a 15% stake, Samsung a 5% stake, and TSMC a 3%. TSMC sold off their stake completely in 2015. Samsung sold 50% in 2016. And Intel sold the majority over 80% back in 2018. And what did this program bring these companies? Well, they got ASML's by now famous EUV machine. A machine of which... MIT research at some point said this machine saved Moore's law. It's a very complex instrument uh, working with lasers and mirrors to produce every time smaller chips, semiconductor chips. And it was first deployed in 2018. EUV stands for extreme ultraviolet. And you see it here at work in the picture. It's highly complex lithography. And here you can clearly see the lasers and the mirrors working together. And it's important to know that this work can only be conducted in a so-called clean room because the light is otherwise easily absorbed by all kinds of materials. A fun fact of the machine is that it's not only complex in itself, but also the delivery process is very complex. It takes 100,000 parts, 40 containers, three cargo planes, and 20 trucks to deliver one EUV machine. That is a lot of hassle. Now, where does the positive sentiment around the company ASML come from? And for me, the core part is this slide that is presented uh, has been presented by the board at an investor day in 2022. 
And that is that these three uh, clients, TSMC, Intel, and Samsung, have currently planned for over 300 billion US dollars to invest in new factories and all kinds of places in the world. And obviously, ASML is at pole position to deliver machines for within these factories. Now, before we go to the analysis, let's have a look at the share price. You see, in the last 10 years, ASML has always been a growth stock. But with the arrival of the EUV machine, it has accelerated. Over the last 10 years, ASML stock has gained over 900%, which comes down to an annual growth rate slightly above 26%. Now let's have a look at the fundamentals. And before we look at the numbers, it's important to understand that ASML itself doesn't produce any chips. They produce machines with which other companies produce the chips. The EUV machine is mostly mentioned because ASML has a monopoly for that one, but they also provide other machines, more common machines. And here you see from a recent earnings presentation that EUV makes up for about 46% of total revenues at present. Um, almost two thirds of that comes from applications to produce logic chips, and one-third is memory chips. And by nature, with TSMC and Samsung as big clients, you see that ASML's countries where they sell the product is Taiwan, South Korea, with China being an important third. And the stake of the US is growing over the years. If you add it all up and we look at the total revenue in the last seven years, you see a compounded annual growth rate of 20.6%, not evenly spread over the years, yeah, but on average, that's a very good double-digit number. That comes together with a growth margin that is currently around 50%. It's been slightly lower a couple of years back, but then again, upon the arrival of the EUV machine, margins has gone up and it's also helped by a very significant demand for semiconductor chips. The net income has followed that line and has spiked up from 2021 onwards towards a level of 5 billion euros um, per annum at present, or at least last year. The operating expenses have also gone up. Why is that? Because ASML is currently operating with demand at 115% of capacity. There's more demand that they can deliver. So ASML is rapidly building a new factory for the newest machines and also for the machines that have not even been sold yet. The high NA EUV. Yeah, and that comes with a cost, uh, expenses. So expenses last year were slightly over 4 billion euros. But that doesn't mean that ASML hasn't rewarded shareholders. The dividend per share has gone up from 2021 onwards as well. And last year, the payout ratio was at 45%. Now let's have a look at the financial ratios and the relative performance of the AML stock compares to a couple of uh, industry members. 
But let's start with the price earnings ratio. And at the moment I say that, I realize that not all of you may be familiar with these ratios. But if you want to learn more, I suggest you visit the eToro Academy, where we explain these kind of analysis tools in far more detail. But the ASML price earnings ratio is currently between 30 to 35 times. It's slightly higher than what we've seen in the past. It was between 25 and 30 times. In recent years, it spiked up. But with revenues coming out in, this ratio has come down again to around 30 times. A similar pattern we see for the price to sales ratio. Historically, it's been around five, six times sales. Then it spiked up to levels even above 14 times. And currently it has come down to around 10 times, which are typically numbers you see at growth companies. It's also always important to look at the depth that a company has. And the debt to equity ratio provides an insight into that. You see here, the debt to equity ratio for ASML has gone up in recent years to a level above 50%. And that is understandable if you think that they're investing in these new factories for themselves to produce the new machines. But with the track record and especially the order book that they have, it's relatively easy, even at times of higher interest rates for ASML to get the funding in. And you could imagine that uh, once these um, factories are established and they're producing, that the debt equity ratio may come down again. Now, you could say, why would I look at the ASML stock if I could also invest in uh, companies like TSMC, Samsung, or Intel? So I've looked at the relative performance of ASML against its partners. And what you see here on a five-year term, ASML has outperformed these three clients. And when I see this chart, the saying that comes to mind is uh, from the gold rush, more than 100 years ago in a gold rush, it's a good strategy to sell shovels. Yeah? So not compete to find the gold, in this case, to produce the best chips, but deliver the machines. And then you'll see who will end up as the winner in the contest. And that has worked out for ASML and also for ASML stockholders. Now, obviously, past performance is not an indication of future performance. Now it's important to look qualitatively at the challenges and the opportunities at ASML. And we will begin with the challenges, and I have four for you. The first one is to manage growth. I said already, the company is operating at 150 uh, times capacity. So they are building a new factory. But it's very important that they do that wisely. The order book is still um, um, filled very well. You see that on the right, the numbers that they have uh, ahead. But on the last earnings presentation, we saw net bookings come down to a level of 3.8 billion that we haven't seen so relatively low for a while. Now, not every quarter 
can be as good as the previous one, but there may be at some point some overcapacity. It doesn't look like it. Capacity is now coming down to some 100 120% of demand. But this is a factor to look at going forward, and it's up to ASML to manage this growth wisely. A second challenge is the limited sales opportunity to China because the Dutch government has blocked the export of the most advanced machines. And China, as we've seen, is an important distribution market for ASML. The CEO, Peter Wenning, has said of this, we do not expect these measures by the Dutch government to have a material effect on our expectations for 2023. But with that, he also implicitly said that it may hinder the growth a little bit in the years to come. Obviously, this export blocks may at some point also uh, be reduced. A third challenge that I see for the company is that it's to stay ahead of the competition. With uh, revenues like this and gross margins like the ones that uh, ASML displays, there's obviously other companies looking to eat a part of the pie. It's not easy to compete with the EUV machine, but a company like Applied Materials, they came into the news in February of these years. As they said, you know, we see an opportunity to challenge ASML's grip with new machines. Now, this is not something that materialize in one or two years, but it's important as an investor or a potential investor to have an eye for these kind of developments. A third or even a fourth challenge, I need to say, is the energy and water efficiency of both the ASML factories as well as the uh, end users factories. Because it costs a lot of computing power, a lot of energy. You see that back in the electricity bill that, for example, TSMC gets. TSMC consumes around 12% of all electricity in Taiwan. Yeah, and with higher energy prices, that also comes with a bill. But it's also a challenge uh, when countries try to combat climate change. The same is uh, through indirectly for data centers that make use of a lot of semiconductor chips these days and also an industry that is growing. Yeah? Especially where data centers are looking for computing power, uh, the energy usage goes up and there's a lot of water needed to cool down these systems. And again, when trying to combat climate change and other ESG factors, it's important that there is sufficient uh, belief that this is a good strategy going forward. Now let's have a look at the opportunities for investors. And in the video, I'll present five for you. The first one is an obvious one, the rising demand for semiconductors worldwide. And again, I put here a slide from the Investor Day presentation of ASML in 2022, which is a very useful uh, presentation uh, for further research, if you want. ASML presents here a very handy um, view on what they call the ASML ecosystem. You don't only see the competitors and the big clients like TSMC, Samsung, and Intel, 
but also other companies that are stakeholder in the development of uh, even smaller semiconductor chips, like the car industry and the big tech firms. And here you see also uh, that the uh, compounded annual growth rate for this ecosystem has been on average around 19% for the system as a whole. Now, a second opportunity is um, the geopolitical desire to become self-sufficient. Everywhere in the world, semiconductors development is seen as strategic infrastructure. So that means that the US, Europe, China, Taiwan, South Korea, and even Japan are all looking to become self-sufficient for at least part of the supply chain. And that gives opportunities to ASML to sell even more machines. Then another opportunity is continued innovation. I said it before, the EUV is where ASML has a monopoly, but they are looking already into, they're working already into development of a new tranche, and that is called the high NA EUV. And that will bring the semiconductor size down to two nanometers and below. The factory is currently built and delivery will come in, let's say, 2025. Now, a fourth opportunity yeah, is diversification of the product suite. You saw from the slide that I presented that EUV is 46% of sales, but this means that ASML also sells a lot of other machines. And with all these new factories planned, there is a definite opportunity for ASML to, to take more market share, so to say, within these factories. In a recent uh, earnings presentation, they highlighted three of these machines, of which the Yieldstar is one of the examples. It's important that with these machines, ASML doesn't have a monopoly, so they compete with other companies and margins may be slightly lower. A last opportunity, which lies further ahead, is the implementation of photonics in the production process of chips. Photonic integrate uh, circuit is what you see here as an example who it could work. And what is the purpose of photonics? It delivers faster processes and it's more energy efficient. So it addresses some of the issues that are presented with the challenges. Now, if we take this all together, some industry analysts expect estimated revenues for ASML in the coming five years to grow with a compounded annual growth rate around 15.5%. That is slightly lower than we've seen in recent years, but it's still a very decent double-digit number. Now, if you take these estimates together with... Um, the earnings per share, the earnings per share in 2020 full year was around 14 or was exactly 14 spot 13 euros earnings per share. But these same analysts, they expect for full year 2027 that this number goes up to 40 spot 53 euros. If you combine that with the valuation measures, the PE ratio, then you can play around with what you 
can for yourself expect from the stock. You can work with the multiple of uh, the current average of 35 times earnings. And you see here, this is slightly different from the slide that I used before. And that makes us remember that in a week or two weeks time, these numbers can change. So they are not wisdom. No, they are not academic numbers. It's market numbers. What investors are prepared to pay for a share. So you can work with a multiple of uh, 30, 35. If you're more conservative, you can also look at uh, the lowest PE multiple for ASML in the last 10 years, which was around 18 spot five. Yeah, or you can uh, use an even higher number at the high end over 50, even up to 60, yeah? to make your own opinion about where this stock could go. Now, if it, if I summarize everything in one sheet, then I would say ASML is an innovation leader in the semiconductor industry. It provides chip makers with everything they need. So hardware, software, services, they service the machines they sell. And these machines are used to mass produce patterns on silicon through lithography. ASML currently has a monopoly for EUV machines that are used to produce the most advanced chips. ASML does not have a monopoly for the more common DUV, deep ultraviolet systems and other machines. But in the era of digital transformation, semiconductor chips are most wanted. ASML is very well positioned as long as this trend continues. The company usually plans some 10 to 15 years ahead. And that is clearly different from what you see at other companies. Geopolitical tensions bring both opportunities and risks to ASML. Investors should consider all risks, not only these ones, but all risks that will determine where the company and the stock will stand in the future. And lastly, and perhaps most important, innovation remains the key to stay ahead of competition for ASML and to defend superior profit margins. And that brings me to the end of this ASML stock break video. Again, please be reminded if you like these kind of updates, subscribe to eToro Digest and Invest, available on YouTube and in your favorite podcast app to receive more updates. I thank you for watching and I hope to see you again soon in another video. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, use eToro.com.